0: Hey, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Well, um, first things first, we have an update in the Marriage Therapy Radio Fantasy Football League. Amanda and the Connecticut Blue Eyes Mom team has defeated the sound couple. Nick and Sasha have lost their first game. So um, we promised cookies to anyone who beats them first. I'm happy to make good on that promise. So Amanda, let us know how to reach you. We'll send cookies your way. Congratulations again to Connecticut Blue Eyes Mom. Speaking of moms, um, today we're talking to Beth Goss. Beth is a parent-child educator. Um, She's been working with young families for a very long time, Um, really talking about the transition to bringing baby home. Maybe there was two of us, now there's three, maybe there's four, maybe there's five. There are a lot of uh, really interesting insights, especially for me. There's one around the idea of what is unique about the primary parent and how they get to learn most of their parenting while nobody's looking. I think that's pretty fantastic really kind of uh, opened my eyes to a couple things. Also, whether or not you're bringing a baby home, there's lots in here about transitions in general uh, which I think are important. Whether it's transition to a marriage or maybe even empty nesting. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey. <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: I was meditating. What? Yeah. I, I started meditating in November. Well, again, I started re-meditating, meditating again. Um, So I was... Um, I squeezed it in. <laughs> I hurried up and meditated before uh-huh. we started the podcast. Yeah, Way to be present. Yeah. Well,
1: that's good. Yeah. You're coming anyway. with a different type of energy. You're a little more mellow yellow.
0: Well, here's the other thing that happened. Uh, Mary officially now is driving herself to school.
1: That happened.
0: Yeah. So I don't, I don't have to get up anymore. I can like get up and take my time and I'm not at the whim of a 16 year old who's just trying to figure it out.
1: All right. Well, anyway. Congratulations.
0: Hi, Beth Goss. Welcome to Beth Goss. Welcome to the podcast.
1: trouble with the T's sometimes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: We were talking a little bit earlier about whether or not we'd met before, and we probably have because I've been around forever. But what I was going to tell you is I met Joni Parthimer, who I think is your teaching partner, Mm -hmm. um, during my first birthing class, which was 22 years ago.
2: No way. Yeah.
0: My my oldest (laughs) daughter's. Wow. Gonna turn 20 here pretty soon. So it was about 20 years ago. And, and she blew my mind because I was, it was kind of pre-internet sort of, I mean, it was like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. it was like, nobody could Google anything. And she said this in class. I'll never forget it. She goes, she goes, put your hand in this bag of ice. <laughs> like, like uh-huh. this is what, like, <laughs> this is what a contraction is going to be like. <laughs> and then really? she said something like, yeah, I was, she was like, this is the pain. And I was like, okay, that's not too bad. And then yeah. she goes, your wife's going to have hundreds of these. And I was like, I raised my hand and said, did you say hundreds Mm -hmm. (laughs) like of contractions? And because I really thought I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen TV. They have this. This is like, you know, half hour, like like 10 contractions. in Yeah, 10 contractions. Push, 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 push. You're all
1: Mm -hmm. set. (laughs) So. Wow.
0: Anyway. Yeah. um, I have sure that we have crossed paths. I was in the very first um, bringing baby home training cohort. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm a, I'm a,
2: yeah. And I think I was in the second. There you go. Holy, so, moly I guys. never taught it even
0: once. So I'm glad you're here, but I at least, <laughs> <laughs> but I at least know what it was when they first created it. So I'm glad. Thank you for
2: right. coming. How, right.
1: how did you, um, okay. So I guess let's just sort of jump to the chase here. Um, sure. so for our listeners, we are speaking with Beth Goss today. We're going to be talking about the impact of babies on a relationship. What do we know? How can we support you? It's a complaint that we get a lot. I was just telling Beth, like, I feel like I have sort of this, like maybe these taglines that I keep getting from my males and the taglines that I'm getting from my females. And it's kind of like the same complaints over and over. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I said, well, actually Zach, you said, we need to talk about relationships and babies and the impact and the whole thing. And I said, yeah, transition I know, to parenthood
0: is what I call tra- it. Okay.
1: Transition yeah. to parenthood. I said, we have to get Beth, um, because Beth and I work together at the Gottman Institute. We all have worked at the Gottman Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have been teaching this for years and years and years. And I thought there is nobody better to do that. So we're going to pass it on over, but I do want to hear a little bit like Beth, what is your, when people say, what do you do? What's your jam? What's your jam? Right. What do you do? Elevators. Yeah. What's your yeah. elevator pitch? Uh, but we also like the personal she, side of it. Not just what you do to make money.
2: Oh, okay. So not just my resume. Not just your resume. Cause we're human. I think the
0: resume is usually the most boring thing about people. It is. Right. 100%. You know? All right. I'll
2: get that out of the way first. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so uh, full time I'm over at North Seattle college and I'm a parent education instructor. And so I work That's with. That's right near
0: my office. Um,
2: mhm. Oh, yeah. well, cool. Yeah, we should yeah. go for a walk I'm, I'm sometime. With, there, <laughs> you should meditate side by uh, side. Now no, the bridge is there. The bridge. Uh,
0: <laughs> and that uh, that Frisbee golf course. You ever been there?
2: I have that never. That is, bo- I know where it it's is. really fun. We should yeah. do that.
0: Okay. Cool. Anyway.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. When I'm not walking around campus, yeah. um, I'm in the lab school and we have them all over uh, like on campus, but also um, in the community. And I work with the Cooperative Preschool Program. There and so I do parent education with uh, parents, kind of live on the ground as conflicts are happening in the sandbox. Um, and I'm a childbirth educator, which Joy and I used to teach in um, neighboring rooms mm-hmm. way back then, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, uh, more probably. Um, and then I'm also a certified Gotten educator and training specialist with the Bring Baby Home program and let's see about me wait wait wait
0: what's Uh, lab school
2: yeah Yeah, good thank you okay i was wondering the same thing okay lab school is just you know when you take a take a class in college um, sometimes there's a lab Mm -hmm. involved Mm -hmm. okay so this would be the lab portion of of the class for the parents the parents are my um my students and the kids are the the classroom teachers students so it's basically it's preschool and the parents come with their kids once a week Mm -hmm. um as the kids get older they attend you know several times a week and the parents only come once and the parents are Mm. learning how to be assistant teachers and work with other people's kids and their own kids it's cool um it is it's a really cool program they're literally training
0: for jobs they're not just training to like be like their own parenting skill thing
2: well like yes and no right so I think most of the folks in that program are not training to be, um, like early childhood educators. We have a program for that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really parents who are coming in and saying, I want support. (laughs) I I don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. And so I want, you know, other people around me who are going through the same thing. I want, um, research backed information from a professional so that I can kind of go in the right direction and um, take all the things from my childhood that I liked and then add some new things that might work better. Holy moly. That's kind of what happens in the lab school. So
0: basically you know what you're talking about.
2: (laughs) I'm trying, man.
1: (laughs) Okay. I do want to, we're just, um, I want to jump off on that, but I also want to hear a couple tidbits of what you do. I have the question in my mind. I'm not going to hold it. Okay. Um, What do you do for fun? What's the passion?
2: for fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got lots of things going on. And I will say Zach, my kids are older as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a 27 year old soon to be 28 and a 24 year old. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I all of a sudden I have some time again, really that gets filled in by work mostly, yeah. but, um, for fun, I love to, um, like be outside kayak hike you know that pacific Northwest yeah, yeah. stuff mm-hmm, that we do mm-hmm. here. um but i also um i like art and so i currently my my jam is making stained glass windows Oh,
0: okay that's i did so not cool. see that coming
2: yeah. right <laughs> i like to bring in a surprise that's awesome okay what does
0: that wait so wait what does that mean sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> most interesting person in the I room mean, do
0: you do, what, what, how, okay how do you make a stained yeah. glass window In in like 30 words or
2: less. Right. I'm like, is this what the podcast is (laughs) about? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) You And and interestingly enough, I learned a lot about making stained glass from Lisa Tankersley, who is another um, childbirth educator and Gottman educator and training specialist. It's all like connected. Um, Like stained glass. Yeah. You (laughs) you cut the glass. You make the pattern. You cut the glass. Mm -hmm. You um, grind the glass down and Mm -hmm. make it all. Even. Uh-huh. Um, and then I do the uh, the Tiffany method. So I take copper tape and surround all the pieces of glass with copper tape, fit that in, solder it together, um, and make a window. Hold on. That's but so when cool. do you
1: paint it? Do you paint it when it's in pieces or do you no, paint it after? No,
2: there's no, I don't paint it. It's all different colors of
0: glass. <gasps> so yeah, when you cut the glass, you cut red glass, cut you patterns, cut purple glass, you cut blue glass. Yeah, gotcha.
2: Right. And you cut it all to make the picture. Okay.
1: All right. I'm glad I asked that question. Okay. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about real stuff. <clears throat> the reason why we brought your big, big brain onto the podcast yes. um, is, okay. You were saying that you have these, first of all, I think this is genius because so many parents are sort of flying, you know, uh, what is the terminology? Like by off the seat of their pants, by or whatever, the by pants. the seat of their pants. Thank you. Yeah. That's a quality was, that's <clears throat> a quality that my husband finds endearing, by the way, that I don't know my cool, clear, cool, you Mix clear your metaphors. Old. Yes. Thank you. Um, do parents, if they are co-parenting come together because I can already see how if one parent is showing up for the class and getting all this great education and the other parent is at home and says, "Ah, I don't have time for it. Now, all of a sudden, there's like this imbalance, this hierarchy that's occurring where they're like, well, I was in class and I learned this from Beth and Beth said, this is how we should be doing it. And now you have an expert parent in the household and the whole hierarchy is thrown off. What the heck? Okay. You see, do you see that? Is it a requirement? Oh, totally,
2: okay. totally. So it's not, a. if there are two parents in the household mm-hmm. or more, um, it's not a requirement that everybody comes. Right. So I, I, we need one adult to register sure. with the college and be involved in that, in like the education portion of it. But I encourage partners to to join. And so sometimes that looks like Partners being the ones to come to class, you know, once a month or once every few months and be with their child in the classroom and sit in on um, the discussion. Because I also in with the youngers, the the infants and toddlers, I also do an in-class like facilitated parenting discussion Mm -hmm. with a a small group of them. Um, And then once a month in the evening. I also do like a parent education class. And so that's the time that they can come without their cool. kids. And I encourage them if they're able to, mm-hmm. you know, find a babysitter, um, come do parent ed and then don't go right home Yeah, go a out date. and chat and have a date. Exactly. Um, so back to the power dynamic. Yes. I, I definitely see that mm-hmm. because most couples aren't able to do that, right. which is reasonable. Yeah. Um, and so you do, you wind up with one. And, and I find regardless of the class, this t- is often how, how parenting couples work, right? One is the one who's like Googling things mm-hmm. and reading the books and asking all the questions. And the other one's like, just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Um or, and I'll do it or not do it, right? So, but that does create an imbalance because then you've created this like expert right. in the house, yeah. quote unquote, and then the person who doesn't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. which is not the dynamic that we're, we're looking for, mm-hmm. which is why I encourage both of them to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have ways of like talking to partners, right? Because s- some partners aren't interested, but some partners are, Um Yeah. And we we talk sometimes it works to just say "Well, Beth said in class today. Right. Because what I do know is that um, even though this is my job, if I when my kids were younger, when I would come home and and share some information with my husband about like maybe we should try X or that, he was not super receptive to that all of Mm. the time. Right. Because I'm his partner and I'm telling him, Um, whereas if like a friend said they tried such and such, right. um, that might be more open. Right. So like I'm not third person outside the relationship. Um, and that can work well
0: mm-hmm. sometimes. Let's talk about that yeah. real, just real briefly, because, um, I, when I talk to couples about contempt and I, I always described contempt is I'm better than you. Right. So, and that can come from lots of places. It can come from the patriarchy and I'm a man. And so I've got all these privileges and so I'm above you. Um, It can come from, I make more money than you. It can come from, I have a better family than you. But then, then, then she gets pregnant and she gets all these resources and all this information and all of this like support. And all of a sudden I'm better than you because I'm the mom. I'm the most educated in this setting. Like, how do you, I don't know, how do you protect them from that? Because we definitely want them to have information and we definitely want them to have support, but not in a way that you can sort of wield it like a, club or wield it like power like how do you
2: right (laughs) so yes often the way that question comes to me in class is kind of later in the year i talk about like the mental load of parenting i have a variety of topics Mm -hmm. that we go over right and so inevitably there's often a mom although not always will say like i have to do everything he doesn't even know like when the kid needs a doctor appointment or where the doctor is mm-hmm. or how to pack the diaper bag or how to or swaddle so that, yeah
0: or you know
2: right so that, that like, was opens mine up the conversation <laughs> that, right? that
0: was what right. i was bad at <laughs> <laughs> no it's like
1: <laughs> it's this
2: okay. Like, okay, not yeah, everybody okay. not everybody likes to be swaddled <laughs> um but yeah so the, the conversation will kind of come up organically like that. And then that gives me an opportunity to talk about the power dynamic. And so um, women, and I'm making a generalization there, but if, for the parent who is home with the, with the baby most of the time, they're they're home with the baby most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So they have all of this time to make mistakes mm-hmm. and nobody's watching mm-hmm. <laughs> and they learn all the stuff that doesn't work. And then they finally learn some of the stuff that does work. And then they're like, that's how you do it. That's how this kid goes to bed. This is what you do when they're upset. And so it takes all these mistakes to figure it out, Mm -hmm. right? Then you have the other parent who doesn't spend that amount of time with the child, but they're home. They see them maybe in the evenings when people are not at their best Mm -hmm. or, you know, everyone's kind of had it with the day. Um, And then they've got the baby and the baby starts crying. And then The mom potentially says something like, oh, no, do this or "Oh, oh, oh, watch the baby's head, which then makes the partner feel incompetent and nobody likes to feel incompetent. So then the natural response is, well, I think she wants you. Mm -hmm. And so it's this pattern that happens. So what I encourage stay at home parents to do or like the the primary parent, Mm -hmm. I call it the parent who's spending more time with the baby, um, is take some time to do your own thing, which is good for your mental health Um. anyway. And I I encourage them, and this is pre-COVID of course, right? (laughs) Um, And we're kind of coming back into it, but like sign up for a class, do something where every Tuesday evening, I can't be home. Like when you're ready to do that, Mm -hmm. because that gives you some time away and it gives your partner this opportunity to spend some real time Mm -hmm. with the baby, Mm -hmm. with the kids and make mistakes while nobody's watching Mm -hmm. because you got to do that. Uh. And, and then figure out what works for them and what works for you doesn't necessarily work for them. And how awesome is it when your partner says, I figured out that if I bounce the baby this way on my chest, Mm -hmm. she falls asleep. Mm -hmm. And you know, you never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, yeah, I work a lot around that power dynamic and how there isn't one parent in charge. And And also it's not that one, one parent's in charge and the other one's helping, right? Mm-hmm. Or can you watch the baby while I go get my hair mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's not, baby. not what we're looking Babysits. for. Exactly. Can you babysit our parents. child? Right. Nice. You're not a babysitter, you're a parent. Mm-hmm. And I also tell them nobody's born knowing how to take care of a baby. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about me having a uterus that meant that when I had a baby, I knew what to do with mm-hmm. them. Um, so nobody knows what to do. And you're learning together and some of us have more time to Yeah. Wow.
1: Um, As you're talking, I'm thinking about even um, as kids get older and there is the now we have teenagers and it's like, well, you know, like mom just has a special connection with the kids and she knows how to talk to them. And so if there's ever an issue, it it gets triangulated through mom or through dad or whatever it might be. But I really like how you're talking about, like, spend some time, have your own relationship, have those awkward conversations with the teenagers. Exactly. You know, don't just have all the information flow through one parent because they got it figured out because, you know, they might have it figured out, but you also have the capacity to figure it out. I do find that you do need parents, primary parents to step away to allow that relationship yes. to mm. develop. Right. Like, it's glo- go um, slow to go fast. Oh, I like that. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everybody loves turkey and stuffing, but guess what? My husband's going to be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Why not tell your in-laws about the new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle? Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use code MTR for free shipping and 20% off. I'm a huge fan of their bundle, but if you're not willing to go all the way, you can take a look at their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade that reduces grooming accidents, phew, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn on 4,000 watt LED spotlight on and off so that you can see what you're doing. Plus it's waterproof. love it get 20% off and free shipping with the code mtr at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code mtr and be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped your balls will thank you
0: this episode of marriage therapy radio is brought to you by fabric I had surgery this week I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast but when I was checking in they said do you have a living will or an estate plan and I said yep and then I wondered about you. Do you have a living will or life insurance policy yet? If not, then check out Fabric. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric's new, lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Life insurance can have a bad rap for being complicated, but Fabric makes it easy to apply with its seamless digital experience. It's all online and on your time. And if you need extra support, Fabric's team of licensed insurance agents can help answer questions along the way. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families like yours for over 50 years. I'm really glad to have life insurance. I think you should too. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meatfabric.com slash MTR. That's meatfabric.com slash MTR. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash MTR. Policies are issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. By the way, surgery went great. Still alive and kicking. Looking forward to seizing the rest of my days and hope you are too. I was
1: thinking about another Another dynamic that I see, or I guess complaint, um, you just hit on one of the complaints that I hear quite often, which is, uh, you know, kind of a primary parent that has it all figured out and serves as like the expert parent Mm -hmm. and this power imbalance that occurs. The second one that I'm hearing a lot is I feel like I went from being number two to my partner to now I'm number four or I'm number five, right? Like, I am so far down on the list of being important to my partner that I'm just like this person that lives in this house. Like I am like, a am yeah. a, I'm a fixture, just like a, a chair yeah. in this house. You
2: hear that as well? Oh yeah. I'm, I call it going from being soulmates to being roommates. Yeah. Cause that's really what it is, right? Like you get together and you are best friends and you love each other and you, have fun when you do things together and then you have a kid (laughs) and a lot of that goes out the window Mm. and it's more like, okay, um, you, you know, I'm going to, I'll feed the baby, you go get the ingredients for dinner or I'm going to go out to dog and you, you know, get, get the first laundry in. So like you become these roommates who are just, um, like getting the business of the family going and keeping it afloat. Mm -hmm. Right. And, that's not why you got together and decided to have a family. Mm-hmm. you're missing all the fun stuff, all mm-hmm. the extra stuff you're just doing the business piece so that's why really investing in your relationship really early on mm-hmm. is so important because if you can have that foundation you know we talk about the sound relationship house if you can have the found the the sound foundation mm-hmm. for your kids then um you have that strong relationship together and you parent together and happy parents, happy kids, yeah. you know, kids can tell what's, what's going on. So it's something that you, you kind of need to always be working on mm-hmm. just because you have a baby doesn't mean like, well, we figured out the relationship part. <laughs> now we're going to figure out the parent part. Sure. Like, it's like, no, now we have to figure out how to parent together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it takes a lot of work
1: and be in relationship together.
2: Yeah. And be in a relationship together. Right. And still do and still do the things that we used to do. Mm. Yeah. When we're ready. I know so many couples who kind of complain about this type of thing. And then I ask them, well, when's the last time they went out to dinner? Mm. Yeah. And they'll tell me and then I'll say, but was that without the baby? Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. And they'll inevitably say, well, no, I mean, he was in the car seat. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's great to get out. But it's so great to go on a date without your children, Mm -hmm. even if. You talk about your kids the whole time. Hmm. At least you're kind of sitting there and like remembering why you liked each other in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. You need those little infusions to bring it back to the family to do the laundry and do all the mundane stuff. So
0: I have this theory that I um, that I'm not going to reveal right now. But when Mm -hmm. couples come into my office and they're about to have a baby and they're like, what are we supposed to do? And I go, there's three things this is the three things that you want to do. I think you just said, number one, number one is you have to protect the friendship. Like the friendship that you built before you were, we had children um, that was so easy to do the date nights, all that stuff. You have to figure out how to um, maintain that, whether that's date night and going to out without the baby or just finding things, finding ways to continue to remind one another Oh, we actually like each other. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're tired and we're stressed and we love this new creature who wants all of our attention, but we have to protect the friendship. So, right. so far I'm one for one. Um, what else are they, what, like, what else, what are, what else are your couple supposed to do to sort of get ready or be ready to add a baby to their environment?
1: Oh, you are, yeah. you're, you're comparing your list of three. Yeah. My theory bed. in
0: my head. I just want to see if you can, okay. I want to see if you can get let's, the other two.
1: Okay.
2: Let's <laughs> see if we match <laughs> Let's see if you're up. right. Okay. Yeah. Second thing, right. Um, Is managing conflict, right? Because all couples have conflict, Like we all do that. The goal isn't to not have any, it's just how to manage Mm -hmm. it. So spending some time figuring out, okay, when we inevitably run into areas of conflict, problems that we can solve, how do we handle that? So like we both feel okay afterwards, Mm -hmm. right? It's not that one person wins and one person loses. So it's, Getting those skills and getting the practice in how to navigate conflict as it comes up, because it's going to come up a lot once that baby comes. Right. Um, and then I think the third thing is to keep talking about the future. Mm. So it's easy to get stuck, especially with a newborn in like, oh, my gosh, this is my life now mm-hmm. and I've lost my identity as a, a human as a, as a, as a woman, as a man, like you, you just become like the people who serve this tiny little person. right? <laughs> and you, you go from, I was somebody's daughter to I'm somebody's mom, mm-hmm. which is like a mind blowing transition. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you can get really wrapped up in that. And I think it's really important for couples to, once they get a, the hang of that a little bit, start planning for the future and thinking about what do we want our family to be like? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like what's important to us? What are, what are some things from your family or my family that we want to bring in? What are some new things that we want to do? Do we, you know, what kind of vacations do we want to take? Mm -hmm. If we, if we do that kind of thing, like what, how, how do we create like this, you know, family culture Mm -hmm. for our our kids so that when they grow up, they want those things for, for their own families. Those are my threes. Yeah. What
0: are your three? Well, uh, I think we're aligned on number three. Number three is what I, I usually tell couples. They have to remember that they're playing a long game. And mm-hmm. I think that's the exactly. same, you know, and that they, that parenting is parenting is not a thing um, because parenting an infant, the job of parenting is to keep that baby alive. Parenting right. a teenager is, you, you've, you you do not have to worry about keeping the baby alive necessarily. Like you have to worry about something else like responsibility or don't, you know, make sure you know how to pump gas or whatever it is, but you're playing a yeah, yeah. long game, including really understanding this transition to adding a new piece of identity, this thing called, I am now a dad. I am now a mom. Like, yeah. so, um, so I think we're, we're spot on there, but I do, but and number two, it's not, there's no, of course there's no problem with managing conflict, but this is the other thing that I want you to talk about. Cause I always say mm-hmm. you have to appreciate that all of a sudden, all of the physiology has changed that oh, happens yes. around sex, but mostly it happens around sleep. And what do you do yes. with, so, you know, Beth, my, my 20 year old did not sleep through the night for five years.
1: Oh so that's why I didn't Zach say looks the way that he does. Now. <laughs> that's why
0: I look that see these bags right here. That <laughs> yeah. is because
2: they're no, five but, years sleep. But, but so nice. we
0: we actually had to go through a point where we were sleeping by week. So like uh uh-huh. Rebecca would sleep for a week and I would get up with her like three-year-old, four-year-old, and then but there was only one zombie in the house. But okay, so forget the five year yep. part. <laughs> how do you how do you prepare, help, train, set up couples to understand or people to understand? that everything they learned about their body and their biorhythm and everything else is now going to be subject to a, an, an invasion that is not going to obey the rules that they've already yeah. established.
2: Yes. So I think the first thing is there's no way to explain that. Great. Right? And <laughs> because, scene. Because, Thank you for listening to this episode well, of Marriage Therapy Radio. <laughs> let me elaborate. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's no way to prepare parents for parenthood, right? Like I've been a childbirth educator and a newborn care educator and a breastfeeding educator and a a bring baby home educator for many, many, many years. And inevitably what happens is I do all my teaching and then I see the folks later and they'll say something like, you really should have talked about X. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in my brain, I'm like, well, you know, we kind of yeah. covered that. Um, <laughs> because you can only hear so much before you have kids. You you can't conceptualize it. You just can't. You have to live it. Mm-hmm. So so there's that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do a lot of work with especially my infant and, and toddler families on sleep. In fact, I just wrapped up two weeks of discussions in my infant and toddler classes on sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's always mm-hmm. the first. Well, like a second topic I do after introductions. Um, for co-op preschool because it's such a big deal Mm -hmm. one you know one thing i talk about with sleep for them is what do you want sleep to look like in your house because independent sleep is a really american value Mm. and a lot of the world is not a lot of the world doesn't have sleep issues because They're all in the same room oh. or, or in the same bed. And there's, you know, safety issues and variations on how you can do that. But um, I think we create some of the issues by wanting our kids to be so independent. That's a real American value that we have, which is fine, but it's, it's, it's not a, a universally held value, right? Yeah. So because so many of us have that value, we're working on this project. And the project is getting the child to be able to self-soothe and sleep through the night by themselves. Right right so i let parents know you don't have to do that mm-hmm. it's it's whatever works for your family mm-hmm. so if everyone's getting really good sleep because you're all in the same room there's
1: nothing wrong with that's that that's cool yeah.
2: yeah if you mm-hmm. really can't sleep if your child's in the same room as you then that's a problem mm-hmm. and and you need to think about how to you know graduate towards having your child in in another room and so it's it's Another instance of sitting down and talking with your partner about, like, well, what are our values around mm-hmm. us? Yeah. What, what do we want? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you don't care if the toddler's in bed with us and I don't care, well, let's just all sleep together. Mm-hmm. And then we could all sleep. Um, <laughs> My husband
1: was uh, he sent me a picture. We already have a giant bed. But in our bed, we have a seven-year-old most often, right? Like he ends mm-hmm. up in our bed at some point in the night. Yeah. But we also have yep. my giant dog that I have shown you. And we have yep. a new dog that's coming. So we now have five five bodies, lumps in the bed. But he sent me a picture of, uh, it's like a European-style bed, which is low to the ground. And it's like a double yeah. king. And he said, we room. should have started this way. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, we live as a family where we just all kind of sleep in the same
2: room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. And and people are afraid, afraid to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Like they, they don't want to bring it up. They're going to be judged. And so I really like to get it out of the way. Right. Like, whatever works, you know, I mean, you want the baby to be safe, Mm. certainly. And we talk about what that looks like, but yeah,
0: um, I think that's actually, that's really helpful to hear about because one of our flaws, particularly early on was that we, we read some book and we decided that that was the way that we had to sleep train. And so we stuck to the book and the book didn't work for my kid. Um, Mm -hmm. and it turns out, no, no. There were lots of books that didn't work for my kid. But
1: um <laughs> Yep. Maybe but, it was the, the parent,
0: not the Yeah, maybe. Just but, saying. But, but I think that, you know, for me it comes down to this idea of protecting the fact that your body has to function. You have to yeah. you have to eat right. and sleep and breathe right. and go to the bathroom and exercise because you can't just submit to the whim of the the you know the the baby or the book. Um, so Mm -hmm. I like this idea of like, maybe you got to sleuth it out a little bit and figure out kind of what works. I mean, I don't recommend universally that people take turns by week, but that was the thing that got us through a particular kind of phase. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Take all, take all the books with a grain of salt. You know, there's some I like and some I don't. And and most of it's parts that I like. Well, that's where contempt comes
0: from too, is I read this book and this book is right. So I am right. You know,
2: exactly, Uh, exactly. Right, and I ask parents too. Like moving from the sleep to just the physiology in general is when they're really having a rough time. Of course, I'm asking them about sleep, but I'm also asking things like, are you are you eating meals? Mm-hmm. Like, are you eating something beyond the crust of what your kid right. left for lunch? Right, <laughs> like the mom diet. Are you making some? Right, are you making lunch for yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you ever get out of the house by yourself? Like, just really basic. Yeah. Body and brain need things. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to deal with that before you can deal with like the the higher Maslow's hierarchy stuff, right? So yeah. you, you got to like be okay before you can do the, the the pie in the sky. This is what I want my life mm-hmm. to be, you know. So yeah, it
1: is kind of weird how you know you spend your time trying to reach the top of the pyramid, right? Of Maslow's hierarchy. And when you have a baby, immediately you're like, you crashed down, you (laughs) fell off the cliff. And now you're at the very bottom and you're like, okay, today my only goal is to get water, stay warm, keep clothes on my body. Because like as a mom, you're constantly like topless. Keep some clothes on my body, stay warm, put some food in me and sleep. Like, But I'm just right back to the bottom barrel. Right, for, just for like, a
0: while, it for, a for a little a while, while. That's
2: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're scaring everybody off you're playing off. the long game. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> yeah, you are playing a long game, and you're playing. I, I talk about that a lot too, Zach. Um, you're playing a long game with your kids in relationship, right? You, you're not yeah. working on building a relationship when they're a teenager you're looking on building a relationship when they're a baby well i'm still when working on building a relationship they're when they're teenagers <laughs> well sure yes you can it's something you continue to do it's never done but I, yeah I, I i think that parents don't think about like emotional health yeah. of kids mm. and and think about methods of parenting that um I don't know, encourage relationship and communication as opposed to this big power hierarchy. Right. So, but when
0: it comes to bringing baby home, the the main thing I think you're saying is you kind of have to hold it with an open hand, not the baby. You don't hold the baby with an open hand, but you hold like the whole transition with this sort of understanding that we have to be willing to learn and grow and pivot and learn from each other and grow and pivot because yeah. the, the unit really is going to survive the initial crisis. I think that's what you're saying. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: Uh, well, I feel cool. like we
1: could just keep talking and talking and maybe we'll find time and we can have you come on and talk more. Um, well, phase
0: two or three. Or yeah. No tell kidding. Me how to not fire my children.
1: Yeah. Right now. Yeah. From- but for today, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beth has to get back to work because she has nine jobs. And <laughs> right now I just have two. Yeah. <laughs> How I thank you yeah. and where where can people find you if they're in the pacific northwest if they're you know just like mm-hmm. curious about knowing more about you or your resources yeah. where do we send them
2: sure it's bethgoss.com b-e-t-h-g-o-s-s.com yeah i do parent coaching also let's throw another oh. job in do there.
1: you do it virtual <gasps> <gasps> Yeah what a resource. Oh my gosh. Okay guys, you heard it. BethGoss.com. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: You are so welcome. It's awesome.
0: Laura, already got to say the thing.
1: Oh, we got to land this plane. That's my tagline.
0: Right. <laughs> that's what we say at the end. So
1: anyway. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Beth. Uh, thanks,
0: Beth. Sure.
1: Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I was so excited to have Beth Goss. Obviously, she is a very busy woman um, and deeply entrenched in the world of becoming new parents, bringing baby home, Uh, being a parent educator. You couldn't find a more um, educated and kind and just like worldly woman. So please, if you're interested, check out Beth Goss, Beth, B-E-T-H, Goss is dot com. She works virtually with parents um, to get you on your path, get you through that, you know, that moment in time. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old.